0: I love Luke's wording here. Resolutely determined. Those are some big words. What does it mean to be resolutely determined? Have you ever been resolutely determined to do something? I think if you have, it's probably a sure bet you accomplished the mission. Might not have been as successful, but you got through with your mission. I was that way with the seminary in 2003. The height of the sex scandals for the priests. I went in. I was 43. I wasn't turning back. I was in mid-career. I couldn't just go for five years and then say forget it. I had to be committed when I made the choice. The other guys were 25 maybe. They could have had some wavering ability but if you aren't resolutely determined to do things, um, the chances of success go down significantly. I read a book about a Navy SEAL once in his training. He said 10% make it, 10% will become SEALs. So he said, if you have any doubt whatsoever, you aren't going to make it, he said. You must be resolutely determined for success. If anything in a life we did ever did or wanted to do, if we want to be successful, we have to be determined and not just determined, committed, resolutely determined, or we may fail. Not be, have you ever done that? Have you ever failed at something? Maybe you didn't have that wholehearted um, commitment behind you. If we're half-hearted in things, there's a built-in excuse already in our hearts to not do it, to quit. Jesus was resolutely determined to do what? To go to Jerusalem, what did that mean? The cross, there was no stopping him. He was absolutely determined, I had this mission and that is what I'm doing, that is where I am going. No one is stopping me I'm going to the cross. So he had a special intensity about his own mission, and he's moving fast on it. Jesus knew his time was short, so he had that urgency about him and about his teachings. He responds to people who wanna follow him, who issue some reasonable, reasonable objections, you think. Let me go say goodbye to my family. Let me bury my father. Jesus says, let the dead bury their dead. It's not a real callous statement on the outside or as much as it sounds. Those are excuses and we all have them. One, to bury someone means, I don't know the time of their death, so I'm gonna have to wait. That's just another thing that keeps us from doing what God wants us to do. Let me say goodbye. You do that, it doesn't mean it's a day, but you do that and you're gonna be talked out of doing something. Somebody loves say, oh, you really think you want, you should do, I don't know, it sounds nice, but I don't know if you should do that. Jesus says when we start making excuses in our heart, we're done, we're done, we gotta follow our heart and we gotta follow it right away. If you look back you're going to constantly be dwelling on things that we might miss out on. We mourn for the what-ifs in our lives. What if I had done that? What if I'd have stayed? And we mourn. Jesus says, do not dwell on the past, but go forward. Jesus is an ever-forward kind of guy. Some things need to be left in our past. Even Relationships. Some relationships are harmful. If we're attached to our past, we're already attached to our possessions in some way. That's our past too. Possessions, our past are like anchors in our life. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head, he's homeless. That's who you're following. And Jesus wants followers, not admirers, God had no attachments. Jesus had no attachments in this world except loving anyone around him who needed to be loved. Those were his attachments. You cannot do that without, with the bonds of anything that are holding you back, including possessions, including looking back on life. Ooh, should I go home? Should I do something different? Our first reading today, it's a wonderful story about letting go Elisha the prophet, Elijah came and asked him, follow me. Well, he had objections. Let me say goodbye to my parents. Well, Elijah, he said, come on. He was a successful farmer. 12 yoke of oxen, I think. All the farming implements. Elisha finally said, okay, I'm going, I'm coming. So he burnt all the farming implements up and he cooked the head of cattle that he had and gave it to the poor, gave it away. And he followed Elijah. He didn't know where Elijah was going. Elijah was nearing the end of his ministry. He was gonna be taken up in a whirlwind and he knew it. But Elisha followed him. He trained him quickly. Elisha, he broke from his past. So what God asked him to do. There was nothing to look back on, nothing to mourn. And he followed Elijah. That's a conversion story. Jesus is the God of urgency. Get busy now, not later. Now. When we're young, we think there's an infinite a number of tomorrows. So our urgency meter is just off a little bit. As we grow older, we feel a sense of urgency in our lives because days are running out. They quickly run away. So we understand life a lot better than we did when we were 18. Follow me. I have nowhere to rest my head. And if I have nowhere to rest my head, will you still follow me? Jesus asks There's no guarantees. Will you follow me? No guarantees at all. Will you go with me? Question Jesus always asks us. He's not calling everybody to go away from home. Will you follow me in your own community? Lots of things Jesus asks. But don't go turning around and looking at the past. That's an anchor that will drag you down He says, Go forward, Jesus, ever forward, ever moving. Will you follow me?